What's up, everybody? This is Phil Rogacki. And I'm Jared Abergina. You're listening to Two Tree Guys Podcast. Man, welcome everybody to another episode of Two Tree Guys. Uh, for everybody that's just tuning in or first time you guys ever listened to it, uh, this show is about tree guys, talking about tree stuff, talking about business, talking about bullshit, talking about just life and whatever we want to talk about, uh, usually around some beers, but this morning we're we're drinking some coffee, and some of us, uh, yeah, uh, drinking some coffee today, but is joined with me as always is... Uh, Jared Abergina, welcome, buddy. Welcome, welcome. It's been a while since we've been in the studio. Uh, but you guys listening, uh, this show, nobody's given us any money to put this on or do this. So all we ask, if you like it, you enjoy it, share it. Share it on your page. Uh, if you got something out of it, uh, if you were inspired, if you cried, uh, if you laughed, uh, share it. And if you didn't like anything on there, uh, just go to Jared's Instagram page and, and comment on all his photos that you hate them and whatever, send to him something, but all right. I appreciate it. But, um, we got two special guests in here. Welcome guys. Welcome. Yeah, thanks Morning. for having us. Happy Tuesday. Yeah. Tom, how you doing? Living the dream. Living the dream. Absolutely. Living the dream. Good. The camera's on you. Oh, yeah. Understand. You feel the nervousness? Oh, come on. I, feel some, I, feel some, I see some uh, beads of sweat coming down. Yeah. There. It's pretty standard yeah. practice for me. Oh, man. But, you know, joined in the studio today, guys, is um, um, Tom Anderson and, and Trip Wyckoff, uh, the CEO and also the chief uh, squirrel herder. Is what I've been told. Is that true? Indeed, absolutely. <laughs> uh, and uh, Tom, the VP of Sales from VSG Vertical Supply Group, which is many other companies that are under your guys's umbrella: uh, Cheryl Tree, Tree Stuff, uh, Bishop Co, Rescue Direct, Sterling Notch, Rope Logic, and and many other companies that are out there. And you know, I was doing a little research and and seeing that I some stuff I learned. Uh, just get online, especially about you, Mister. Uh, you want to be on the Survivor Show? Is that true? Where on earth did you? Read yeah. That? Oh, <laughs> is this I did Survivor. A little, or I did a little afraid? digging. Yeah. I did a yeah. little digging, and that I don't the chief know if I ever even said and the that chief before <laughs> and the chief squirrel uh, herder Absolutely. is what you want. Yeah. You know that one? Yeah, I found mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff. I'm not going to reveal it all now. I'll just kind of pop it in no, here thanks. and there, so it kind of. You know, I gotta figure out your source. And, and, and that <laughs> wasn't sur- that wasn't you. Survivor. Yeah. That was Naked and Afraid. <laughs> naked <laughs> and Afraid. Not, yeah, that's not Naked and Afraid. Or is it? Is that the show? Naked. No, and afraid? there's different. That ones, show is yeah. sort of a guilty pleasure of mine. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh my oh, yeah. gosh, the truth's coming out. <laughs> oh man. No, but thanks for you guys coming and uh, you know stopping by here on your way to uh, Reno. Uh, we had a great dinner last night at the Fishitarian. Drank some beers out on the. Uh, bay, why the sunset? It was it was quite romantic, but mm. it was good, wasn't it? Over a bottle of wine, nice yeah. cuddle, yeah. <laughs> leisurely walk on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, we want to get into kind of what we continue talking about from last night, uh, talking about the company and and the future of VSG and kind of where you guys are going in uh, arboriculture and a supply company. I mean, you guys are the world's largest. Uh, arboriculture supply company um, out there, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So let's jump into uh, kind of starting with your story kind of trip of just how you got into this industry and got into VSG and and, uh, then off to Tom on telling us and then I want to get into the company 
and talk about what's going to be happening here soon. Because I, you guys have some exciting stuff happening that you told us about, and then you have some other stuff that's happening that you haven't told us about, uh, products and ideas, and maybe we built the trust Save a little that for bit. Next time. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, I see how it is. You know, I spill all my secrets, and then you're like, yeah. great, um, yeah, we have nothing to tell you. <laughs> I see the recording device you clicked yeah, off right. and put it in. Like, so, yeah, how'd, how'd you get into this? Yeah, you know, I still think of myself as a new guy in the industry, but I have now been here for seven years. Got here in January of 15, but uh, originally I'm an outdoor industry guy. I worked in the bike industry, ski, snowboard, snow sports, and uh, other uh, outdoor channels and worked for some really cool brands starting in the 90s in the bike industry. And uh, mm-hmm. and then uh, most recently at a place called the Thule Group, Thule Car Racks, Bike Racks, Ski Racks, all that kind yeah. of stuff. Worked there for 10 years. And uh, one of my old bosses uh, from the 90s, he actually invested in Cheryl Tree in the early 2000s and is, was always telling me, someday you got to come work for me at this company down in North Carolina. He partnered with Toby Cheryl uh, back in the early 2000s, and uh, they needed, at one point, they needed a new leader, right, when it was after I got 10 years behind me at Thule and made the switch over. And mm-hmm. originally, I was nervous that I was going to miss the outdoor industry because I'm really passionate about it and loved Love that space. And then I got here and realized, wow, this is the outdoor industry mm-hmm. even more. And uh, the customers, more than anything, really energize you because the, um, the you know, probably the next closest gear geeks that I ever met were probably bike messengers. Mm-hmm. They're pretty hardcore <laughs> into their gear and uh, maybe like lightweight backpackers, uh-huh. those kind of guys. But man, tree guys are even more into gear, more technical, more passionate about what they do than mm-hmm. any of those people who do it yeah. for for fun. So it's been great ever since. Had a nice, good time nice. learning. So, so how'd, you, how'd you meet uh, uh, Toby? Well, Toby, I met Toby uh, when I first started the company. Gotcha. Uh, back in 2015. I didn't know him before then. Gotcha. So, Would you yeah. mind sharing the person that, that kind of introduced you to this? Yeah, well, that guy's name is Gary First. Okay, and uh, he was—he uh, had a small private equity fund uh, based in Boston, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm from Mass. You guys yeah. know it. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> I can drop the ass <laughs> if I need to. But uh, yeah, uh, Gary had invested in Toby's business when it was really small. It was only about 15 million in sales at the time, and mm-hmm. um, we've had a really fun time growing it ever since. Organically, the industry has been really good to us. The industry's yeah. grown a lot. Uh, say the tide's rising, mm-hmm. uh, so that's helped, and then we've made some really good strategic acquisitions along the way too. Now, were you, were you around with uh, uh, his dad, Tut? No, William? never met no. him. No, and he passed uh, quite a while ago. I don't know exactly. I don't know right when here. he passed. Yeah, but um, no, and Toby. St- I don't know how many people know this, but Toby first started. He basically loaded a truck up with a whole bunch of arborist equipment and drove down to. Uh, a storm cleanup area, and Hurricane just, Hugo in South Carolina. Stuff out of the truck. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember at, at the climate comms when he first got rolling, I mean, he would roll up and it'd be, you know, just a, you know, eight foot table and some gear and awesome. some swag laying around on it. And, you know, it was super cool. I mean, didn't have much. Mm-hmm. And, he uh, really created an amazing sort of legacy for us to build on. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Now, was he kind of the first in the industry to really do this? I think so. I mean, there it's not like people weren't taking care of trees before yeah. 1990. Yeah. Of course they were, right? I mean, yeah. But but I think Toby 
at least then, most of the equipment we sold then, and even to this day, most it's made for other applications. It's made for rock climbing or industrial rope access, things like that. And tree guys sort of uh, adopt it, put things together, make them work for mm-hmm. for tree for tree work. And I think Toby was one of the earlier guys to start to organize equipment for tree specific applications. Mm-hmm. And um, the first one to get online and, and put it online where you could buy it. Very true. Yeah. 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 The yeah. thing about Toby, if not not a lot of people know, I mean, he was a very hands-on person, you know, so not just, you know, pushing gear out or selling equipment. I mean, he'd be in the tree using— Oh, yeah, he's a climber. He's a climber, Definitely. yeah. Still. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, a lot of people don't know that about him. Now, he was just, he in it before um, or as he started selling supplies? I, I, don't, like, I, don't, know, I don't know that. Yeah, mm-hmm. but um, I just remember from what I, what I seen him, he was very involved, and he had the, the mind around it of— the application and you know the the gear and sales and you know, bringing it all together but very innovative mind was pretty cool pretty yeah. cool no doubt yeah now how'd you meet this handsome gentleman right here tom and i worked together <laughs> at Thule for nine years uh-huh so um we've got a long history together of uh you know growing businesses and uh developing uh <laughs> entrepreneurial ideas and it was just a natural definitely yeah, so I came on January 2016. Uh-huh. So prior to that, worked obviously at Thule and based in Calgary, Canada. Yeah. But uh, work out of North Carolina. Nice. So Outdoor background. Did he call you and like, hey, you got to get over here, man? I think it was a little bit of both. Uh, we kept in touch after he came over. And the point of my where I was at in my career, it just made perfect sense to be getting involved with a smaller company again. Thule mm-hmm. is a large company. And yeah. I wanted to run my own sales team and get involved with a company of product development, which is my background and mm-hmm. sales and working with folks. And he kept telling me how awesome this industry is and <laughs> the amazing people. And so when he was telling you about arboriculture and tree guys and what they do, I mean, were you like, what is this? Well, of course. And then it had to come down. I, I have to say the first, my, my interview with, uh, with Cheryl tree at the time, sorry. Uh, we trip said, Hey, come on down a uh, dead and company. You're playing at Greensboro. Why don't we go to a show? And check that out. So we went and flew down on a Saturday, and it was right after TCIA 2016, yeah. or 2015, and uh, came down and saw a dead show, and then next day went into the warehouse, and honestly, I walked through the warehouse, and I was like, what am I getting involved with? This <laughs> this is... How big is the warehouse? Uh, at that time? 15,000? 15, 20,000 yeah. square feet. The warehouse back then was a whole bunch of different rooms, so we and it had a low ceiling, and we couldn't move the... Forklift through there, oh, it was it was a dog's breakfast. That warehouse was really tough. It's amazing we grew as much as we did in that space. Yeah. We're in a bigger place now. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I remember that warehouse, yeah. yeah. You visited? There. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, you're talking about uh, yeah. Toby's the, first, yeah, the first building first, that, first, with the big yeah. six. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's your six inches? That's what you've been telling yourself? Yeah. <laughs> I, tell, I told him, I said, you got to back up six inches. He's yeah. like, six inches? I'm like, oh, that's your yeah, six inches? That's a, Canadian. Oh, yeah. Canadian. Canadian six inches. <laughs> oh, yeah, so man. that's how I got involved with uh, VSG, and uh, we negotiated the deal of living in Canada and commuting back and forth. So I guess I was working remote before remote was cool with COVID. Yeah. And, um, it's not cool. It's, <laughs> it's not, I'm just joking. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it works. Yeah. But no, we said, let's try it for a year and see if it works. And nice. here I am six, seven years later. It's uh, awesome. But the tree industry for me, it, I just love how open it's been. I remember reading you for the first time, Jared, and it was like open arms. Hey, come on, take me under your mm-hmm. wing and show me the ropes, literally and figuratively. And 
it's uh it's been an awesome ride up to this stage and can't wait to get involved even more and if you guys haven't met tom or trip um when you guys see him at the show go up say hi to him freaking you guys are awesome guys i mean just warming open arms the same way uh so inviting i mean we had a great dinner last night great at the arbor fest expo and you know tom i've, I've known tom a little bit you know longer and uh man just a servant leader man you are watching you drive around the golf cart picking up garbage doing whatever you needed to do at that arbor fest to make sure everybody had a good time and especially liked it when you came and brought me a coors light which was awesome so that was perfect we were on the podcast and we didn't have any beer and tom came by and gave us beers and then we were like oh this Super feels cool. right yeah. this feels right you know you know just just talking last night and kind of the conversations we had and there's a lot of people that you know form their own opinions and make up their own um you know realities in their head of, of what things are. And, you know, I just want to say this to everybody that's watching. Um, and you have questions about what, what Cheryl or VSG is doing. Um, and ask the question, you know, you guys are more than willing to tell the story and, and speak up and, and, um, answer some of these questions. I think it's, it's needed out there and these people just need to know what's, what's really going on. So yeah. and I think people just hesitant to really find out the truth and a lot, a lot of things. And, Man, I'm I'm a believer more than ever just from our conversations last night. And I think it's really cool what you guys are doing and, and, and hearing that story. So yeah. So what's what's going on with VSG? What I mean, tree stuff you acquired, right? Uh you started a company called Notch, uh Sterling Rope. What's what's on the horizon? Where do you guys see this company going? Because in the last, you know, four years, I mean I've known Cheryl and then all of a sudden it was acquiring, starting the last four years, you guys have done a lot. Why Why so much in a short time these last four years, and where, where's VSG heading towards for our industry? Well, I think the um, you got geographic. We want to grow our business, right? We want to keep growing, and we want to be a really good, uh, do a good job serving our customers. That's probably the hardest challenge we have is maintaining a high level of service, in stock, quick turnaround, good fill rates when you're growing. Mm-hmm. And especially in a time when supply chain's constrained, and I'd say right now our biggest challenge is actually people and uh, getting people to work in our operation. And we actually have more orders than we can get out the door, and we have because we don't have enough people to pick, pack, and ship orders, which mm-hmm. is what I even occasionally do. Uh, um, and everybody in the office goes out back and helps out whenever we can. But drives us crazy. Th- that's been that's drives been the most frustrating thing is. Yeah. Uh, you know, competing with other other uh, e-commerce players, and we have a warehouse in Reno. We have one in um, California, one in North Carolina, and just warehouses stealing people from one another. It's been really tough. But hmm. but uh, that aside, what's what's the future? Is that uh, we want to continue to be a really great supplier in the Arborist Channel, and do that both through just being a good servant to the industry, growing uh, with our current customer base, but also doing some acquisitions, both. Uh, in North America and overseas. So yeah. uh, one of the big next steps for us is to grow over into the European continent. And that market's just as big or bigger than what we have here. A mm-hmm. uh, lot less in utility line clearance because most of their lines are underground over there. But, um, you know, the um, opportunity for us is big over there. And then um, and then continue to grow our brands. So what we like to think of ourselves as a vertically integrated supplier. So we're a manufacturer we're an e-commerce supplier and we're a distributor. So we want to, uh, some people would be really surprised to know that Westburg is one of our biggest customers. 
Mm-hmm. We, we actually love those guys. They're great. Customer really? Bartlett. Uh, awesome. These guys are our customers. And uh-huh. so Bailey's. we, Bailey's, yeah, they, those guys buy a lot of equipment from us. They buy our, our brand products. They buy Sterling and Notch. And we distribute a lot of products too, like Senna and Cask and Camp. And so these guys, um, you know, we, we try to play really fairly and refer business to them all the time if we don't have anything in stock. And, um, and uh, you know, just be help help the industry get their stuff they need. Cause yeah. Generally, I think tree care companies are really poor at planning their equipment needs, and they break something or they have a job tomorrow. They need you know they need an, a replacement yeah. part or a piece of equipment or a rope or something uh, tomorrow. Yeah. And uh, if they don't have it, they don't go to work or they can't get the job done. So you know, we just want to help them try and figure out a way to get get that piece of gear. So what yeah. what would be some yeah. of the advice to give? Uh, the tree care companies that are out there that are poor at planning well, that. Before we get there, just to build a little bit on yeah. what Trip just said there, I look at it as we just want to make it easy. We just want to make it easy for folks to get product from us. Focus on your trucks, focus on your safety, focus on your training. But at the product side, we want to be that backside, just easy. We make it easy, and we mm-hmm. make it that we're getting your guys, the tree workers, up in the tree safely, and then mm-hmm. home at night to hang out with their families. Yeah. That's why I look at it. It's like, mm-hmm. how do we get product out of our warehouse, you guys, the tree guys need it. We want to get good. it there. I like that. Hang out. Go spend time yeah. with your family safely. I think yeah. the That's... biggest thing we did too, we, we, we got our inventory live on our websites because a lot of what used to happen is people would order something. They would assume that if it was on our website, we had it. Yeah. And then it would get back ordered and they'd be like, what the hell, man? I yeah. you know this was supposed to be in there. So now what we do is we just, we really are getting better and better at saying to people, look, we don't have that in stock. If yeah. you need mm-hmm. it. There's a hundred alternative ropes or something that you could buy from us, or you know, get it someplace else. Yeah. But uh, that's been really helpful. Mm-hmm. Just try to be transparent, upfront, like you just said, get, help you get the job done. Yep. And when it, and we don't, and when we don't make it easy for for folks, it drives us crazy. Mm-hmm. We lose it. Yeah. It's when we're not doing it right. Yeah. It makes us mad. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh man. There's so many, so much good stuff. You know, but I, you had a question. I cut you off. Yeah. Sorry about that. No, no, I, no. That was good. It make making it easy. It's, it, I, you know, the equipment guys just take care of the equipment. That means Vermeer, Bandit. You guys handle that. Cheryl handle that. Let the tree guys do their job. And when when we're all working like that, and you make it easy for us, uh, those are the brands we stick to and th- that we trust. Is the ones that make it easy and take care of it. Um, and you know, I've always been a big Vermeer fan. And you know, Dave, Steve, shout out, buddy. Uh, he's always just answered every call, every email's done, whatever he could just to make our life easier. So we didn't have to worry and stress about the equipment. We could focus on the customer and taking care of their needs for them. So I appreciate that outlook and, and uh, help of making it easy and hitting that easy button for us. We'll yeah, just well, go the, back. The, the Vermeer stores are great partners of ours. They have, you know, uh, oh, a select okay. uh, assortment of products that are the sort of high runners, yeah. high sellers. And even a lot of power equipment dealers too now are buying equipment from us and stocking it. So, you know, if you need a throw ball or something, throw bag or something like that, you know, you can go to a local shop and pick it up. You don't have to order, necessarily order it online. So make it so there's a lot of different ways to get equipment. So you guys yeah. carry a lot of your equipment in the stores. Yeah, for Vermeer. Oh yeah, yeah. no, no, absolutely. Yeah. And actually, they have a, if you like go a back planogram in, and and a bunch of stores. If you go back in history, it was about mm-hmm. 2001, and Toby figured this deal out. And it really took Cheryl from a southeast regional player yes. to a nation, coast to coast, yep. border to border, when he negotiated the deal of being one of the suppliers for the Vermeer Network and working mm-hmm. exclusively with those guys in terms of making sure we service them, work on promos, do a whole bunch of different things to mm-hmm. help out 
have it locally available product for yeah. folks when they need it. That's nice. And, and, and this goes back to what we were kind of talking about last night is, um, you know, one reason why I really loved Husqvarna and the way their approach and style to business. Um, and it wasn't so much, um, you know, when it comes to acquiring companies, it wasn't like, oh man, I just want to own, I want to own. It wasn't about that. It was about helping these companies uh, and maximize their brand, right? And build them up and, and be able to do, you know, make a company that would only be regional into something that's, you know, international and nationwide, right? And um, I think that's something that gets lost in the vision that people see of VSG. And I think that's really cool what you guys are doing, really cool what they did. And that's why I fell in love with that company, uh, Husqvarna at the time, um, because of their vision and on that scale, right? And it wasn't about, oh man, dollars. And yeah, obviously, you know, we're not all nonprofit companies. We are here to make a buck and be sustainable. But at the same time, how do we take this, these brands and, and, and build this industry and grow on, on at that level, mm-hmm. you know, and be able to provide you know, the equipment and needs of the consumers. And that yeah, gets sometimes lost. Sometimes it's hard because we do events. We have a lot of charitable giving. We sponsor just about everybody who knocks on the door, climbers and competitors. Mm-hmm. And you get, we get no, we feel like you get no credit for it sometimes. And is it, well, should we just stop it? Cause no one gives a shit and just stop doing it. Or, you know, we just feel like we'll just keep doing our thing and we'll support it in the areas that we can as much as we can. And some people will get it and they'll like it and they'll appreciate it. And some, you know, will be cynical about it or won't care, but that's okay. We're just going to mm-hmm. keep doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because it's the right thing. It's yeah. the right thing. Yeah. yeah. And and that's where, I mean, a lot of you guys watching or anybody listening to this, you know, it's, it's supporting um, our industry as a whole. So when we're thinking about, you know, different manufacturers or different, you know, uh, supply groups or, or companies out there, you know, we got to support them all. You know, and that's how we're truly going to build, build, you know, our entire industry in us as individuals. And people don't, people don't really think about that. They think about, you know, a certain company, I'm loyal to them, or this certain product, I'm loyal to them. And they don't realize what it took for that, for that company to arise and become something. And it takes, oh, yeah. it takes another company to rise for this company to rise and that company to rise because they're constantly in competition. And that's how we built our industry today. And so it wouldn't take... You know, most of these companies wouldn't be where they're at if if Cheryl Tree at the time didn't grow and acquire and turn into, you know, what it is today. So it's um, kind of getting everybody on the same page and saying, hey, you know what, tip your hat to tip your hat to VSG for making this leap that nobody else has made in this in this, you know, in this way. So, you know, I, I, I truly believe that. And that's my my passion to this thing is um, I support them all. And we're, we're, you know, here at the Academy. You know, I'm I'm pro I'm I'm pro industry. I'm not pro product. I'm not pro company. You know, I'm here for the the entire the entire gamut. You know, and so I think what you guys are doing is amazing on that on that that level to be able to scale like you guys are and really give the opportunity back to these companies to say, you want to you want to be you know the best you can be. You know, we can help you do that. Right. And I think that's pretty cool. Well, going into what we were talking about last night on, you know, inventions, innovation, the big shot, uh, what's next? You were given some some uh, cool things. I won't say it here because it was trust. and We're under you know, NDA. Yeah, yeah, NDA. <laughs> but cool things, cool ideas. Yeah. Uh, and that was cool to see from you guys is like 
what's next? Who has something awesome out there? Tell us. We will help you get this to a product and give you royalties for the rest of your life on this product for that. And that's cool. I'm like looking at Jared like, you, you better start inventing some shit, man. Well, that's I gave up all my ideas because we were on a handshake having, you know, the trip having was a like, beer. He's like, what do you guys got? I'm like, this, this, this. And I'm like, well, what do you guys got? He's like, well, we can't tell you. I'm like, oh. Did you see how they down, did you see how they downplayed your first idea? Yeah, like, uh, you said it, and Tripp's like, eh, "It's okay." It's just, and then a, it's just a throwback. Just man. to get just to get <laughs> you to like sketching it. Yeah, <laughs> and, engineers are already working on it. Yeah, but first he downplayed it just out. so you're like, "Fuck, I thought that was good." Okay, here's my next idea, yeah. and then you started giving them all up. You know, I, think well, the, I think the biggest thing is people are surprised because obviously we switched gears and we're talking about our product side a yeah. little bit and our notch brand. So we have the notch brand, the Sterling brand, and then we have a brand we call Rope Logic, which is essentially a label that we put on our things that come out of the splicing shop. Mm-hmm. Sort of like a good housekeeping seal of approval mm-hmm. uh, for, for, for trust of our splicing goods. But the notch brand really was the first brand that was, it's cliche, before arborists by arborists. The only thing that Notch has ever made is for tree care workers. And there's I don't think there's any other brands we sell except maybe like ArborJet or something like that, mm-hmm. that that's a tree product that is only tree product. FTC. FTC. Oh, yeah, guys. yeah. But that's relatively new on this. What's on FTC? This uh, French, French Touch concept out of uh, – it's part of the Havea group mm-hmm. over in France. Okay. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Definitely. So a uh, uh, climber, uh, faller, how, how – if they have an idea out there, and th- this happens with a lot of individuals, they're like, where do I go? What do I do? How do I? I mean, this will work. I know it will. You'd Is- be really surprised at how many uh, products that we sell with a notch brand that we pay royalties to mm-hmm. climbers and tree care guys for. And, and in some cases, they're not even patented ideas. It's just you brought us the idea, and typically you wouldn't pay royalty on something that doesn't have intellectual property connected yeah. to it. Like the X-Rigging Rings, we did a um, – we pay royalty to David Driver mm-hmm. for that, mm-hmm. and uh, what well, we did until the market got completely flooded with these things. But um, it was his idea; it was a cool idea. He created the application, so we we paid him a royalty for many years on that. We mm-hmm. do that with, I get there's probably eight or ten different guys we pay royalty checks out to every month. Yeah, some of it and we call it mailbox money. Yeah. Uh, one of the things <laughs> yeah. that's just, there's not that many million dollar ideas in this industry. As as big as we all think it is, it's really pretty small yeah. category. So, but um, you know, there's some other uh, partners we have, like Kevin Bingham's done, been an amazing partner. He's doing really well with uh, royalties from the rope runner and the rope yeah. wrench. And yeah. so there's uh, all different ranges of uh, sizes. Yeah, and, and th- I know you guys were super humble about this, and you guys don't like to to talk and 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 kind of and then pitch that. But you know, for the listeners, this is something that you know I want to get out because I get I hear you know kind of the the backstabs about Notch and Cheryl and all that, and you know it's uh. And this is where I'm like, you guys ask questions, you know, and, and find out the truths behind stuff before you go, you know, knock, knock, comp- knock companies down. But, you know, these guys that are the products that are in like intermingling with each other, um, you guys do pay those royalties and you guys work very closely, closely with these individuals to make sure that they're taken care of with their, their ideas and their um, innovations. And I think that's that's really cool. You know, it's not you know it, you guys are not the company that goes and steals ideas and then makes you know makes the same product and competes against that person. So we're, we're trying not to be. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But that make me that that definitely after learning that you know it was pretty neat to 
to know that these people, because a lot of these people are, are personal friends too. And the fact that I know they're getting taken care of for their, mm -hmm. their innovations. Yeah. Ideas you typically don't neat. hear those guys complaining. So how does somebody get it? Like I got an awesome idea. Is there a way to get it to you, call you, email it to you, draw it? How do, the, how do climbers and these people out there get their product maybe to you or an idea to you? Yeah, we have um, there's well, we have a pretty good-sized product development team now. We have half a dozen engineers and a few product managers. But yeah. uh, there's a guy by the name of Phil Shedig who mm -hmm. works out of our uh, Sterling. He works at the Sterling World Plant up in Maine, and he runs the branded product area. And Phil's got, uh, you know, you could email Phil or call Phil. And, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, everybody in our company is uh, first name, last initial, at verticalsupplygroup.com. So you could email Phil and say you got an idea. And typically what he would do is he, he has a document that he'll send you that basically says, look, we've got an engineering team. Chances are your idea is not as innovative and new as you think it is. We might have prior art. We might, so yeah. they, so there's a little bit of a screening process there because what you don't want to do is have someone saying, Hey, that was my idea when, you know, we already had it halfway yeah. through the yeah. development cycle. So gotcha. there's every manufacturer has told me that by the way. Yeah. You have yeah. to be careful. Cause if you just go and, um, and show it to somebody, they get upset and you're like, look, I've got six guys that have been working on this for two years. It actually, it's a really good idea, but it wasn't yours, uniquely yours. Yeah. So yeah. there's that, you have to be careful with that. But then, you know, there's, you know, as you as you know, as we've talked about, lots of them get through, and we bring them to market. We, and the sales team at some point will see it, and they'll develop a forecast and see how marketable it is. And yeah, then we look at what it would cost for tooling and design and development and engineering. And you know, it's a long process; takes years. But uh, something gets to market. Typically, uh, we don't we haven't made a lot of mistakes. They typically are uh, are hits. So, how much does it cost to say the rope runner from the idea coming in, the time that's invested in three years, four years till it comes to market? What's kind of the cost of something like that before it even comes to market? The rope runner is like is how much is invested in product. that product? Well, that one, as everybody knows, that one was um, you know started with Kevin and CMI and uh, Luke and Nick from Tree Stuff uh -huh. in the Wayback Machine, right? Mm -hmm. And that was Rope Runner 1. And then when we acquired the Tree Stuff business, they were starting on Rope Runner 2 or Rope Runner Pro, as we call it now, yeah. with Kevin and with the Rock Exotica guys and CMI. And and uh, that that one's unique because it took a lot of years and the project died for a couple of years and then yeah. came back. I remember, yeah. I, I, uh, really wanted to breathe new life into that and I pushed uh, everybody's hey let's get back together with Kevin let's you know pull, pull this back dust it off and get yeah, back yeah, to work yeah. on this project so it had some starts and stops along the way but uh, that one you know a project like that which a work positioning device that uh, is going to get heavy use and uh, we wanted to get CE approval that was a really heavy part of that project mm -hmm. that one was probably I mean technically it was probably like a seven year project but wow. really you know Maybe three years in, in legitimate development, lots and lots of prototypes, lots of tests, lots yeah. of testing, probably quarter million dollars in Just, development. Wow. 250000 wow. in tooling and prototypes and um, people, launch people. launch costs. Yeah. yeah. That was, that was probably our most Quarter of a million product. dollars to get the product out. And you, you, you're not sure if everybody's going to buy it or even like it. Yeah. That's right? like risk capital. You have an, right? yeah. you have an ambassador team for this, right? We do. Yeah. Yep. We have a couple of key guys that um, that we can trust that we send 
product to and they you know they put it through its paces and give us really good feedback that's the hardest thing with product testing is everybody wants to be a product tester right. uh, but it's really who's going to give us keep good it feedback. keep it on the down low and give us really good thorough written mm-hmm. feedback and that takes a lot of time you know i'm sure you get asked to to yeah. participate all the time. Yeah, everybody, and, uh, but except for you guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that is true. Wow. Man. No, I got a lot of love. You know, Toby brought me in when I was 21 years old. So I've, I've been doing a lot awesome. for him with product, te- product testing for, for many, many years. And I have a soft spot for, for the company because of that. So, you know. And now you guys have, uh, we were talking last night, You've you've kind of wouldn't say reach a dead end, but I'm going to say reach a dead end. And you probably need the industry's help out there. So if you're listening, you're driving to work right now, listen up. If you're driving to work, you're late right now. Yeah. <laughs> if you're driving to work, you're late right now. Well, that's not true. If we got Unless some in New Zealand, they're, going uh, to work. they're just getting up and going to work. Um, the big shot. Redesigning, rebuilding, re-innovating, There's improving. An ex- that's, it's an example. It's, one, it's the sort of the... Um, the product that launched the company, right, and a legit as a product business, mm-hmm. and it's the most perfectly simple product, and it's really hard to 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 make it simpler and lighter and more accurate and less expensive than the product we have today. Mm-hmm. And we've got um, Jared. You mentioned at dinner last night. You have a couple ideas to reinvent. I've seen so many drawings mm-hmm. of ways to make it. And next thing you know, you have a four hundred dollar. Big shot that kind of does the same thing, but not better. And uh, that's yeah. not to say your idea wouldn't yeah. be better. No, but no. Uh, you sort of you sort of held back halfway through. We didn't get your whole idea. You're like, oh wait a minute, I'm gonna I'm gonna shut up. I'm telling him too much. Like, We've already had your idea, Jerry, a thousand times over. It's stupid. But Toby yeah. has like shoulder-mounted ones that look like uh, surface-to-air missiles, and he's got uh, springs and cranks and all kinds. Of, and all of, every time we come back to the product we have today so mm-hmm. if anyone has an idea to reinvent it and make it more accurate and simpler and lighter and faster bring it now if yeah. they we do would, that would they get royalties on that sure if it's right. a unique idea definitely mm. there it is people definitely. challenge challenge accepted right. find a way to improve lower the cost make it lighter whatever on the big shot or out portable there. yeah but you just throw anyway so you don't uh, these days, I, you know, cool I, 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 I rely more on the big shot these days than anything, you know, <laughs> <clears throat> not like I, you know, I don't still have it anymore. So, so what's, <laughs> what's next coming up with VSG and Cheryl and tree stuff and, you know, all your different brands, what's your next thing on the horizon that you feel are going to innovate, change, or, you know, improve or make the comp- uh, industry safer? Take it. Take it, Tom. Well, first I was going to say we've we've also we've recently we're moved into the rescue space too. That's important to know mm-hmm. too. And we have a new web business called RescueDirect.com. We we bought that uh, really small business in uh, January of twenty one, and um, and that's been growing really nicely. And the funny thing is that it's all the same suppliers. Mm-hmm. Petzl's our biggest vendor in that area, as it is in one of our biggest vendors in the tree space. So mm-hmm. there's a, lots of these other industries that are vertical in nature and yeah. uh, life life safety products. They're all the mm-hmm. same for all these different industries. Is this a, so, another product company, or do they provide um, like a training or RescueDirect.com is a equipment just equipment okay. supply equipment supply. Yeah, yeah. And like a tree they, stuff. Where, where, where are they like, out of? Well, we're running it. We run it out of Greensboro. 
Okay. And uh, so basically what we did was we bought this business. It was an e-commerce business. Mm-hmm. We okay. we put it onto our web platform. The website functions a lot like the Cheryl Tree website or the Tree Stuff website. And and we have a team that's just just like we have uh, our ARB team that's purely focused on arbors. We have a couple of rescue guys that they live and breathe rescue mm-hmm. equipment every day. And we sell stuff to New York Fire Department and Philadelphia and all the different uh, – uh, SWAT teams and and uh, so even some Navy SEALs and things like that. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, PJs. Yeah, the Air Force PJs. Yeah, F- those guys are bad. Fire. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For sure, fire and rescue. Yeah. No, it, it, and as we go into these new new verticals, important to note that we get market subject matter experts that come in and run these divisions for us. So Schmies. What's that? Schmies. Yeah. Yeah. So it's um, yeah, amazing. it's exciting. So, uh, taking over a company, let's 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 take Tree Stuff for instance, or you know uh, another company that you guys acquire or bring into your fold. What's kind of a process of that? You know, want to buy a company? Here we go. We like it. You know, uh, pre qualifications, chatting with them, and then purchasing them. How do you guys integrate both of those companies to kind of come together? Well, Especially, you know, question. a tree stuff and a, a Cheryl, you know, you have the people that love tree stuff and they don't like Cheryl and the people that like Cheryl don't like tree stuff. And now to have them under one umbrella working together with two kind of different types of, um, you know, people in the industry that like those brands. How do you how do you blend them or merge them together and, and work together? It really depends on the nature of the company. Like take, for example, when a tree care company buys another tree care company, the, the nature of their business is the same, right? They're mm-hmm. both tree care companies. They they have a lot in common, so they can they can integrate fairly easily. When we look at, you know, because we've acquired some e-commerce businesses, we've acquired uh, some manufacturing businesses, they're all very different. So there is no standard uh, process. Uh, there's no, we don't have a playbook that says, okay, yeah. this is step-by-step, because step, it depends. Really depends on what the depends on the nature of the business and mm-hmm. you know Sterling for example we basically run it as a completely standalone company mm-hmm. and um, it doesn't have very much in common with Cheryl Tree or Tree Stuff it's not a distributor there's not a it's a manufacturer it's a factory we have a yeah. hundred people in a plant in Maine that make rope uh, and one in in uh, Ontario Canada now too we acquired Atlantic Braids mm-hmm. which we've integrated. The two rope factories really well. We look at that as a rope manufacturing operation and as one leader over those two rope factories. But, but as far as integration, uh, we've integrated you know the human resources and four hundred one k and benefits and all that kind of stuff. But uh, okay. the the go to market teams are completely different. Completely different. And so uh, I'm yeah. I'm assuming that you know for the notch ropes that you guys have are all made by Sterling or Atlantic Braids. They, when we first did the notch ropes, we went out to all of our vendors, Teufelberger and Yale and, and Samson, and asked them to make them. And generally, they weren't interested. Mm-hmm. Uh, Atlantic Braids was the brand, the company that said, yeah, we'd really mm-hmm. like to be a part of this project. And uh, they are the ones that essentially made all the first notch ropes. And then, uh, and then you know, we liked it so much we were able to buy the company. They're nice. a great supplier. Really awesome. make awesome stuff. And they make a lot of the rope for all gear, too. Okay. So why, why purchasing and acquiring all these companies and there's more I'm sure coming. Yeah. I hope so. I hope but, so. But why is that? Well, the, there's one part of your question that I'm surprised you didn't. Well, I'm, what's, oh. what's, what's, Tom, what's rule number one when you buy a company? Don't fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> if there is a company don't out there, that's, <laughs> when you buy a company, don't fuck it Just up. Just don't Ex- fuck it up. Exactly. And the and way I, we look at it first is, is the company stressed or not stressed? 
and we've had companies that we've bought that have been stressed and in bad shape and it's like okay in those situations you got to hard charge in and change things but in the case of atlantic braids awesome run company things are going great we're like don't fuck it up right. just do not it's running great let's integrate in the back side of things as trip talked about but the consumers facing side yeah. of things we want no blips in the marketplace mm-hmm. Don, do you see uh the employees the owner are they more accepting to this or are they like oh gosh we just got bought oh what's going to happen let's jump ship this is stupid i don't like that company and do they make it hard or are they more accepting to it and how, how involved are they after that that, that depends too uh, i'm usually on point for most of these we have a lot of businesses in the our industry that are baby boomer founded companies mm-hmm where there's someone maybe in their 60s or 70s that is ready to either retire or maybe would love to take some, has been putting a lot of years and they want to take some chips off the table. Yeah. They want to be involved in some way, but they don't want to deal with the HR and the finances. They just want to make product or talk to customers or yeah. be involved sort of in, in the part of the business that they got into it for in the first place because mm-hmm. they love it, mm-hmm. but get rid of all the BS. So yeah. kind of that's that's been a role that, that we play. And then typically a, a founder will stick around for a year, a couple of years, and usually they say, okay, I'm, I'm ready to check out. Keith McCormick from Bishop Company is a perfect example. He stuck around and ran Bishop for a year, and then he joined. He said, I, wanna, I really want to – I love purchasing. Can I join your purchasing team? Uh-huh. And he, he you know, wow. we, we paid him well for his business, and he wants to join our purchasing team. So he was a buyer nice. for us for – a year or two, and he just recently retired. But uh, and he didn't, you know, he did he what he wanted, wanted to do. He wanted to retire a year, that, year and a half in, ago, and we wouldn't let him go. We're like, no, nah, we need you. You're, yeah, yeah. You're <laughs> he's got he's got like a ranch in Wyoming or Montana, he does. Montana, 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 Montana. Yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah. lives in a good spot, and he did it from there. Yeah, yeah. So that that really depends on the on the business, what the founder wants to be, how they want to continue on. The Sterling one was a really interesting one because culturally that's a region in Maine where there's been a lot of manufacturing that's gone, that's left Maine. Hmm. And the people, the the factory that we're in originally was the Yale rope factory. Actually, I think originally it was a blanket factory. Then it was a Yale rope factory. Then it was our factory. And uh, so the people there had been, had had a lot of job loss, a lot of uh, hmm. manufacturing moving overseas. And when we acquired it, there was a lot of uh, sentiment that we were going to shut them down and make the rope overseas. And that was the last thing we wanted to do. The whole reason we bought it was because we wanted to grow the Mm -hmm. U.S. manufacturing. Mm -hmm. And so you can get up in front of a group of employees and talk about it till you're blue in the face, but you just need to take time and build trust and do the right thing, Mm -hmm. which is like we were saying sort of about the industry too. You do the right thing for long enough, people start to trust you. Yeah. And and then that sort of rolls over too when you do another acquisition. You say, hey, call the Sterling folks. They didn't trust us. Look at them, you know. So that's um, that's, that's good. sort of how we've tried to do it. Now, is it is the way you guys are doing it? Is is it your guys' style, or is other people on the team? Like, if you guys left today, do you think that would change within your company, Sterling and VSG, and the way you acquire companies? I don't think so. I think that uh, the cult, the foundation, the culture, gotcha, has been there good. from from the beginning. Definitely, yeah. the culture. It's hard to change culture in a company, and that that's, doesn't happen overnight. <laughs> and that's that's important in any company. It's it's you want to build the culture to where if you guys left tomorrow, it still runs the same, still goes, still moves. You know, with the same mission and vision and core values as the company has. Yeah, and I think th- what we find in the companies that we do end up getting involved with have a lot of those core values. Mm-hmm. And for us, it's and this goes from board down. It's family, health, and then job. 
mm-hmm. and family and health can switch. But once those two boxes are checked, then it's the job side of it. And we find that with the companies we acquire, most of them are in that same realm and same thinking already going in. So it helps. That's yeah. awesome. Hey, you, you nailed it. You know, building trust is the name of the game, you know, and just being transparent. You know, you don't do it, it with words. Yeah, you don't <laughs> do it with words. And, you know, that that, that meant a lot last night, kind of poking around like, no, nope, we don't do it that way. We don't need to go out there and tell everybody, you know, this and that. It's like, no, we'll just we'll just do it because it's right. Mm-hmm. And we'll just we'll, we'll prove it with our actions. And I thought that was like super stand up. Like, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. It's who we are. Yeah, the tree stuff one, we talked about that a lot uh-huh. last night because I'm sure people are like, why the heck are they talking about that? I mean, that was one where I had met, uh, there was a big feud on Instagram between Nick Bonner and Toby. They were uh, in a, yeah. a tree buzz and they were barking at each other. And we were like, Toby, stop. stop. Oh, <laughs> my God. What are, what are, You're digging, man. I was You're doing digging. this industry and I was like, oh, my God, what did I get into here? <laughs> this founder who doesn't even, wasn't even a daily uh working at the company anymore is yeah. ripping on Nick. And I'm like, Toby, you're re- you're still the company. You know, you guys need yeah, to yeah, you know, yeah. step- still on the boat. de-escalate this <laughs> a little bit, right? Uh-huh. And then the next thing you know, we're talking to the, to Luke and Nick about potentially buying the business. And it was like, whoa, how did that happen? <laughs> and uh, so that, that went through a couple of ebbs and flows. And then yeah. eventually uh, Luke decided it was right for him, he and Aaron, to sell the business. And, and they called and they gave us a number that they wanted us to hit. And that's yeah. what we did. And... Um, the reason for that was we found that there was a very little customer overlap between the businesses, mm-hmm. and uh, there's still many, many people today that buy from Tree Stuff that hate Cheryl Tree and mm-hmm. the Cheryl Tree guys. There's like it's like a Ford Chevy sort of thing, yeah, right? Yeah. And uh, but that's okay. You know, yeah. we want to both of them, both customer groups are incredibly important to us, mm-hmm. and we want to continue to serve them both really well. And they have a very different look and feel and culture and tone of voice and. Mm-hmm. Uh, and different teams, and internally the teams are there. Uh, they uh, compete with each other too. Yeah. So it's healthy, I think. Good. And um, you know, we brought a lot of things that you know, as as people know, we don't no longer have the Indiana operation. Our intention was to keep it, but um, became obvious that having a footprint in Indiana and Greensboro, North Carolina, they were not far enough apart to really add value to one another. They were kind of serving the same region, even as, mm-hmm. as you know they're. 16 hours drive or something it's still we really needed to serve the west better so gotcha. we moved the indiana operation to the west uh but we when did was that oh was that three years ago no uh, 2018 so is that four years Sounds, ago yeah okay. pre-covid gotcha yeah about a year pre-covid so yeah 2019 probably gotcha but um yeah and when we when we bought the indiana operation you know we we were able to bring and typically we've been able to you know bring health care uh, good pay, benefits, four hundred one k, all that kind of stuff. Vacation time, things yeah. like that. So uh, that's nice when you can bring that to a business. Yeah. Uh, it is hard to buy a business. So when first thing you do is add cost by adding all those things. It takes a while to sort of work work through that. But mm-hmm. um, you know, we try to really elevate uh, benefits and compensation things like that whenever we buy a business. And you know, the number one thing you get when you buy a company is not the brands, it's not the products, it's the people. Mm-hmm. And um, not everybody, of course, from when we bought Tree Stuff is still with us, but the core guys that run that yeah. business are the ones that were there when we when we bought it. Nick and Carson and Kale and mm-hmm. those guys. Super are important rock stars, part of the business. You know? Very. Yeah. You know, I, I I I love Tree Stuff. I mean I getting in this industry, I mean I of course I, I don't know anything and 
brands and people and I still don't know a lot in the politics and what's going on but I always like tree stuff and uh, Nick uh, been friends for a little while here I just careful not to say too many nice things <laughs> yeah you will <laughs> like just he's, he's watching right now uh, is he watching no we've, we've, we've had a couple good good conversations I remember when the sale was happening and I was talking to him about some stuff and uh, but it it was I mean they shook up the market you know i felt like i felt like man they're doing it different they're they're going after a different demographic and different type of people that were getting into this industry and they were making it cool uh and i always love yeah. their ideas and their marketing Absolutely. and the way they think and you know i'm always watching their videos and then with my marketing team i'm showing them i'm like okay watch how tree stuff does it now see what nick's doing here we need to add something like this so if there is anything out there that seems similar it's because it is similar so <laughs> thank you nick appreciate it you know for the team but no i I appreciate the, both brands and working together uh, because you guys can do a lot more for us than together than Yeah, and they connect think, in different ways. You know, yeah. Everybody asks me all the time, or I hear all the time to this day, hey, I learned how to do my job reading the Cheryl Tree catalog. Yeah. And I still hear it, and I think it's in the toilet and in the coffee table and in the yeah. and in the truck of most tree care companies, yeah. right? And uh, All the sketches and— Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. we will probably always have a catalog. And um, it's amazing how many mature tree care companies still call our customer service line. The the, the Cheryl Tree business is almost uh, half of the business comes in by phone still. It's mm -hmm. really crazy. Whereas tree stuff from Wait, the beginning. Half, half the business they call in they and call, call in and place in? an order. Yeah. Hey, it's, Why is that? It's Jared, I want to place an order. <laughs> I don't know. Why? They're comfortable doing know. it that way. They've always done it that way. It's just they want to talk to someone. They yeah. don't want to just necessarily they get advice. They want to know it's people. getting logged in yeah. on their in their system yeah. by somebody. It's not yep. going into an abyss. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then we also have Spanish customer service too. So a lot of Spanish guys will call in, and uh, so they can just wrap in their native language and and uh, get help, technical help too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the reason I bring it up is to say how different they are. There's a lot of Cheryl Tree has a lot of analog sort of type customers, whereas Tree stuff from its origin story was digital company mm -hmm. so uh, that business was a hundred percent uh online or, or mobile hmm. wow. i think i'd be remiss in saying just going back on nick bonder obviously amazing for the industry but he's got two key guys on his team kale and carson royer that oh yeah, yeah. that help those guys no. out and they very rarely get sort of tip of the hat and but those guys rock it and, they're the and, bob yeah, yeah, yeah they're the bob <laughs> we got bob hey everybody, bob everybody needs a bob <laughs> no they do they do you need a good Good support team like that. That's why I, I got Jared to support me. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't get the That's credit he, he deserves. The same thing but about you. <laughs> he probably did, asshole. <laughs> I don't need credit anymore, man. My credit days are over. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! So, back to the original question on that. What? What's next? What's What's the big big thing coming up with you guys? Or the well, next we thing really, you're looking we, at? We We really want to grow our brands and our our business in the European continent. That's a big big project that we're looking at right now and uh to do that especially now that the uk is no longer in the eu you you have to look at those as totally separate markets mm -hmm. even of course of course anyone who's ever done business in europe knows that europe is not a market yeah. it's many different markets so i think we'll probably do we'll look to put some sort of a warehouse operation in in the western europe maybe netherlands or something like that for sterling and notch we're working really hard to make sure that we get CE on everything that we make so we can sell products globally. And, um, and that's, when, that's a big next move And when's for us. that? When's the goal for that? 
Well, we've really only been able to start working on it again since we can start traveling again, which is very recent. You know, gotcha. we're, we're months into restarting that project that we started back in 2020. So it's time Are to Are you guys to mostly heading that up, doing, doing? I, I'm participating in it a lot. Gotcha. Um, I have, have a lot a of great ideas. You? Yeah. But. It's a little softer on execution, so <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it without the team, that's for sure. But so, I'd say, Todd, that's geographically where we're going, but here on North America, U.S., we're totally looking at digital transformation and mm-hmm. making it easier for the customers to get the product. Mm-hmm. And again, I go back to that making it easy part. We spend sure. a point. significant amount of our time just worrying about, we call it order to shelf. So when that order goes in, how quickly can we get it in your hands? And working around that, both from a digital tra- transformation side of what we call it, and then operational excellence. Mm-hmm. And I know out there people are like, whatever, they're shitty at this or whatever. It's not, again, what we want to be doing. But we're, there's teams and significant amount of dollars and investments being put into that today to make it easier for the folks out there to get the product from us. We track, we track from the time someone clicks, s- send the order on the website to the time they get it at their doorstep and trying to compress that time as much as we can. But think about someone orders a uh, a neon yellow cask helmet with a 3M muff and a Senna system installed, okay? And and then they order a rope with a splice, and then they order a saddle. <laughs> so we need to figure out, okay, which warehouse is it going to ship from, which warehouse is it in stock, and mm-hmm. who's going to put together that kit, uh, modify the muffs, get make sure that we have everything yeah. in stock, modify put it together, and get it out today or tomorrow within 24 hours <laughs> it's, it's is, quite a heavy lift. is that is that one of the kpis you guys are looking at is on your scorecard daily on that's our goal yeah, yeah. where are you guys at yeah. time wise right now i'd say it depends on how big the order is and how complex the order is uh-huh. yeah some orders can go same day and yeah you if you order a replacement zubat blade and a samson rope with no splice on it you order two o'clock it's carabiner gonna ship, it's i mean gonna ship today going out you guys came yeah. through for us uh in georgia Oh man, I can't tell you. <laughs> I mean, just, just just a little bit. You it guys probably uh, seen some of my Instagram posts out there. Um, we had a training out in Georgia, and uh, I needed a bunch of gear, and it came down to the wire last minute. You know, calling Tom up and and uh, saying I need a whole bunch of gear, and you guys came through with twenty boxes of you know from harnesses down to throw line, and um, pulled it off. I delivered. mean, the day of delivered. delivered. And oh Love man, it. it was incredible. And, and you were th- saying like and the training was starting, everybody was inside, and, and, and start- the truck pulled <laughs> up, the tra- like, pulled up. <laughs> within like <laughs> the minute. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm inside. Think I'm I'm talking, doing my indoor talk, you know, and kind of getting things prepped. And I'm thinking, I don't know if I have a training today. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do with 30 individuals <laughs> and my one bag of gear. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to pull this off and literally, boop, here it comes. Came and everybody through. just went, Came whoa, through. we're all just crowd That's goes without wild. a net. That's, <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. I'm, like, I'm not backing down. I will do this no matter what, somehow, some way. So and I, that's, we know. have customers that are operating that way every day, right? Mm-hmm. They don't know if they're going to be able to get this climb done because they need the new saddle to show up today. Yeah. Um, and that's what you're saying. Happens. Some A lot of these companies are poor at planning. We right? take it seriously every day. Oh, what yeah. are you trying to say? Huh? <laughs> well, just on that, you should have ordered that like months and months ago because I was here yeah. helping you. Late I know night. we were going back and forth, and you know, yeah, you don't the, even the, give me credit. I saved you a whole day. I think of... that generally a lot of tree care companies there's that are owner operated where yeah. they're the they're the owner is HR salesperson, the climber, 
the recruitment, um, the saw maintenance guy, yeah, and safety manager, <laughs> safety manager, and they need to order remember to order equipment, you know, from their phone when they're laying in bed before they fall asleep. And um, oh shit, I forgot we we uh, broke that rope today. Uh, shit, that's typical, and and uh, you know you're not buying. Although I think a lot of people last year were because they were afraid they weren't going to be able to get stuff, they maybe did some advanced buying. Mm -hmm. But generally, you don't buy something until you need it. Mm -hmm. Our customers don't. Mm -hmm. And um, mm -hmm. and but I get that why I, I understand that. I mean, mm -hmm. and how do you how do you help those customers like that? How do you just like be you're saying? How do you super make fast. it easy? How do you just, take it off? their plate of having to worry or think about that. Well, just trying to work with them better and be more strategic in yeah. their thinking. That That's ultimately what it is. And we have a team, I guess when I first started, we had one person working with our key accounts out there. And we're up to five folks now that work individually with each one of these key account type customers to lay out and try and plan out their work with them. Yeah. So it's just being better business partners, not just salespeople, not just taking the order. So, How do we work with them? And going back to that order, you know, I, I pushed that order across and made a few phone calls, did, did some stuff, but it was the team back in Greensboro that picked that up all the way through the organization to get that out the back end. Who leads was, that team out there? Well, on the customer service side, it was David Forshee Lee, uh, but it was Matt Mobley who picked up the big side of it. But then mm -hmm. went that one into the splicing area with Eric Vega and Gary Brantley, and then yeah. that went out to Jackie McLean and her oh team. Gosh. And that order probably touched going through our organization, how big it was and the different complexity. Maybe thirty people by the time it was done. Yeah, thank you guys. Big, that's out there. Thank you yeah. for for doing that. Big shout out, out to yeah. Matt Mobley too. I mean, he's not. Out, he doesn't have social media. I know this. <laughs> we'll send him a it's letter. Mobley, we'll send him a letter. Mobley, 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 Mobley. Yeah, but yeah, he doesn't have social media. But you know, I, I, I believe I'm correct by saying this. But man, what such a hard worker and. Oh, he's um, awesome. Every time yeah. I see him at an event, and and he's just always cranking. He's a workhorse. Down, cranking nice. down always. So. Tom mentioned that guy, um, Eric Vega. We actually forgot to mention him. We said who from the Tree Stuff teams. Right? Yeah. Eric yeah, Vega yeah. was a splicing guy at Tree Stuff in Indianapolis. Moved his family to Greensboro, and he's our head of quality in uh, North Carolina. Guy's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a good team. Yeah. he got a good team. Um, All passionate but, so, people that, that knew that, you know, for your event, they knew what it was about. They knew what it was for, it was, and they focused on it. it. A lot of passion goes behind it. I know people think, oh, it's just a, we're all about the money, and it's just, you know, send the order in and we, we don't care. No, we personally and passionately care about every order that goes through the building. So to, to kind of drop back off sales just for a second, I just want to touch on this. I know we're getting pretty pretty low on time here. Just touch on, you know, the, I know I brought up the ambassador, you know, the ambassadors that you guys have. And, you know, I'm a really, obviously, uh, really believe in ambassador programs for companies. And, you know, you said you guys have a handful of people out there as ambassadors for your company. And I've always been considered myself one of them over you know a long period of time, but um, you know what does that look like for you guys? And is this something that's you know willing to maybe grow and turn into something? Because that obviously helps within maybe a portion of sale tactics or being able to help these larger companies from an ambassador standpoint that knows the gear, hardware, operations, um, and could be maybe something that's implemented. Um, as part of that team, is that something that's kind of been thought of of building that yeah. that program? More more than anything, our ambassadors are connected more to our product brands than our store brands, so to speak. Mm -hmm. uh, Notch and Sterling have a big ambassador program, and we haven't even talked about, but Sterling is the leading rope in um, rock climbing, sport rock climbing. Yep. So we have a really extensive ambassador program there with young women and and 
mountaineers and all different kinds of folks there. Mm-hmm. It's a cool, and we're sort of using that as an example to roll out across the Notch Equipment brand too. And you know, we want people that are a safe, that have safe practices, that are experienced. That and we haven't always had this. We've had, we've had. I had uh, a really big customer once tell me, you know, you need to. You need to watch your ambassador program. It's getting a little out of hand. There's a little too much cowboy activity happening there. And the guys, this one guy in particular, was not operating safely. So we, it was a good wake up call for me. Hey, we need to pay attention. It's not just how many followers do they have on Instagram. Exactly. Uh, because there's a lot of people with a lot of followers, but mm-hmm. it's are they, are they a positive influence yeah, on yeah. the industry? And good. not to say that these people weren't, but um, there were some things that just, you know, if they were emulated, it was going to get someone in trouble. Right. So that's one thing. Is they're safe? They Do they have followers? Do they have an influential voice? Are they positive? Uh, mm-hmm. Are they helping to improve the industry and bring more people into it and be a good influence? Yeah, not just for and, the brand, but the industry in general. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, no question about it. And uh, and then, um, you know, the feedback loop is really important because we use our ambassadors to get uh, new products in their hands and get testing. And, you know, again, it, you know, most of them are all active uh, current tree, tree workers and they don't have time to go home and type up a four-page report on, on yeah, how so the, the last two months of rope This runners. is where I'm going. Really this is where I'm going with a lot of this is, um, you know, I've done a lot of product testing over many, many years and um, – the you know, big thing is there's no structure behind a lot of these ambassador programs, and especially with testing. Yep. Um, but being if 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 a, uh, a a company or a manufacturer were able to build out a, a criteria um, for that product to be tested on, um, obviously it wouldn't take me a four-page report. I would test to these specifications and get some really good feedback that is specific to the wants and needs of that manufacturer. Yeah, and sometimes yeah. what we'll do is uh, we made an adjustment to a certain, so we want you to really key in on this one new feature and give us feedback on that one element of it. Yeah. They do a lot of that kind of stuff. Awesome. Too. That's great. Yeah. Now, I think just you know building, building that you know, ambassador program, it comes with some structure behind it. And that's where I think it gets lost with a lot of manufacturers. Just like, you know, people love free stuff, right? And being like, oh man, I got a free rope runner or I got free this, you know? And then the testing process kind of gets faded or becomes watered down to the point where it's just, oh man, it works great. Um, I, but I only, only use it on one rope and, um, it worked good for me. Uh, yep. that, what, what does that mean? Yep. You know, how does that really go back into R and D and say, where's the value in that? Right. Um, but there's here. An example would be Krista Stratting. She's a notch equipment ambassador. Yep. She's a perfect example of a great relationship because she's a great spokesperson for the industry. Uh, she's a, a very successful competitor. She's a working arborist and she instructor instructor. She, uh, we can send her something new and, trust that she's going to keep it in confidence until we tell her she can talk about it or, mm-hmm. or you know, as much as she want, might want to be the one to break the news on something, <laughs> we trust she's not going to do that. And you need to have that trust yeah. with the people you're working with too. So there's there's an example of one. Uh, and, and also she's not an um, ambassador with competing brands or products too. That's another thing is you can't, you can't uh, sort of pimp everything. you got to mm-hmm. align with a couple. And she's aligned with Husqvarna and Notch Equipment and that. And and that works really well. We complement with each other really well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, it's it. You got to find the right package. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So how does one go about becoming an ambassador? 
Oh, it happens to be the same guy you want to talk to. It's Phil, Phil. Shedig or, or <laughs> a woman Phil. by the name of Erin Leland. She runs our uh, brand marketing up in Maine, so okay. she'd be the one. to. T- if you went on to notchequipment.com, I believe whether you went into the info piece, yeah. contact us and, and go through there. That'll that'll end up getting filtered to Aaron or Phil. Great. So I, now yeah. I know who to contact to be an ambassador. So. Exactly. Well, <laughs> we, can, we can talk You've about it You've already been screened Ooh. out. You've been, <laughs> there's no trust here, man. There's no trust. <laughs> Actually, team's full at this moment, but and we'll, we'll, we'll take them all We'll put can, them on the waiting man. list. Yeah, we'll, we'll put you on the list and oh see where you fall gosh. out. We'd like to see your credentials. You know, before, before we wrap this up, and uh, I want to talk about the, the Fallen Family Fund that you guys have. Um, about giving, you know, donations, money to people that are injured or uh, have lost their life uh, to the families and stuff like that. Can you can you speak about that a little bit? Because I didn't know about this until last night. You know, uh, and I'm sure there's a lot of people on here that that the haven't heard about fund this. Families fund as an awareness problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we we have. Uh, first of all, we got to give Nick credit. Yep. It was his brainchild. Mm-hmm to create this um, to create this it. charity. We do have 40C3 403C status. So it is mm-hmm. a nonprofit um, that we started, but it's not owned by our company. Uh, the the idea is that when someone gets injured or worse on the job in the, of the, in the tree care space, that we can be there to help sort of bridge the gap till they get back to work. Mm-hmm. And um, We've been very good at raising money for it. We have, uh, I think, forty or fifty thousand dollars raised in an account, uh, and so we've we've sold T-shirts and we've done raffles and we've done lots of fundraising. Treestuff.com donations. Toby's donated a lot of money to it. Uh, we've done a really great job on the front side, but we get very few uh, grant applications. And the way it works is you go on the Fallen Families Fund website and there's a downloadable form. And then what we do is we have someone will call you and uh, interview you about the incident, get an understanding of what happened, uh, what went down, and, and uh, maybe even sort of share some value back to the industry based on what we learned from that incident, how to prevent it from happening again. So uh, and a lot of times it's a lack of training, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But um, but there's not a lot of times. We, we honestly haven't had that many grant requests and, uh, you know, it could be building a wheelchair ramp up to someone's house or having someone pay for books for their kid for the semester. But, you know, we've we've granted anywhere from sort of 500 to 2,500 bucks, depending on the injury and, and what's going down. So, you know, I, I, and and I, you know, it's the reason we haven't paid out a lot of money is not because nobody's gotten hurt, unfortunately. And uh, if people, I think, knew about it a little more that we'd probably get some yeah. more applications. But That's great, man. Well, we're definitely that's, that's going to help goal. on our part to to get it out there because it's it's something that's needed out there, you know. It's and not going to change somebody's new. life. It's not going to be something someone retires on, but it's going to help, you know, yeah. get some clothes out, hard make a car payment, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Because we started that 2018. It's been around for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And this kind of falls along the lines with what we're doing. I don't know if we want to launch and talk about this with our— No, we'll save that. Yeah, okay. we got to build yeah. some trust here. so uh before we end you know i always have somebody give kind of tips from the top some wisdom something you can share with the industry uh that can help someone out on their way today at work or you know wherever they're listening to this what kind of wisdom can you share with them that can just make them a better person help them out in their career uh, their job in arbor culture uh that they can take with them forever 
I got one. <laughs> Go have fun. It's the whole reason I'm in this business because I'm having fun. Just good people, good things going on. There's a lot of shit going on in the world, but this is fun to be in, fun to be around. And if you're not having fun, then you got to change it. Only you can change that. Mm-hmm. Not someone else. Just have fun. Enjoy who you're with. I like that. I think the most important thing in in this industry and in every industry is teams and building good teams and and uh, being a part of a team, winning together. And um, you can't do it on your own. You can't can't do it solo. Yeah, winning together. That's 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 huge. You know, we get stuck in this. You know, I can do it all mindset and me 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 and in growth. But you know, we really you, you nailed it. You can't we can't do anything by ourselves. You know, we need like-minded individuals to absolutely yeah. and don't be afraid to ask if you don't know it's no shame in not knowing yeah put your hand up i, I don't like, know how I feel to like do you're that. really directing that towards yeah. me tom <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ask if you need help you're like okay <laughs> I need help with my tom kid. i need your help man <laughs> <laughs> well listen guys uh appreciate you guys being on the show today and early fun. morning Thank 7 a.m we did have some te- technical difficulties but we got it worked out uh you know my day didn't start the greatest uh pulled my garbage out this morning felt opened up at the bottom spread out everywhere i was like okay today's gonna be a good day when things happen like that and then i came in here and i was trying to cut something and i cut my finger oh. I'm like, oh today's gonna be a really good day this is gonna be an awesome day and then we had technical difficulties but you guys being here has just made the day good no matter how many little bad things have happened today uh so i appreciate you guys having Thank dinner you. and everything and uh to everybody out there listening you know um if you like this and uh, you got something out of it, share it, uh, share it, share it, share it. Go to uh, the Fallen Family Funds, donate to it, share it on your page, guys. Go on there, copy the link, share it. Let's get the word out and let's help other families who have either lost a significant other uh, or are injured in some way that we can help them in our industry and support each other out there. So, uh, again, appreciate you guys. And well, thanks for having us. Uh, if you guys don't forget uh, to continue to elevate the standard of the industry through safety, training, and innovation. We appreciate you guys. And Jared, end it, my friend. Oh, big thank you. As always, you guys rock. You know, we can't do this without you. And, you know, appreciate you guys watching. Yeah. It was fun. Thank That's you. It. Yeah, I had a good time. All thanks, right. Guys. See you guys. Till right. next time. Thanks. All right. Peace.